Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf, episode 131. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Purcell, and thanks so much for joining us. We say it every time. If this is your first time listening or you're a long-time subscriber and have caught every episode, either way, it doesn't matter. We're glad you're with us, and it's a special week this week here at Golf Better. You know, five years ago this week, May 7th, 2007, was the first, the inaugural episode of the Golf Better podcast. 130 episodes, and five years later, we're, we're still here, and we're better than ever, and we couldn't do it without our wonderful guests Our friends who bring us those guests, our partners in the business, the manufacturer, uh, provide us with prizes and whatnot. But most of all, thanks to you, our listeners, because uh, you're the the reason we're here. So round of applause for everybody, and uh, happy birthday, Golf Better. If you're involved in college, or you have a college student in your house, kids in college like me, you know right now, mostly around the country, it's final exam time, or it's just passed, or it's just coming on. And if you're a college golfer or you enjoy the game while you're in college, whether you're playing competitively or not, now you don't you don't want to lay them down in the summer. Summer's a time to compete. It's it, a few years ago it wasn't as easy to do that as it is now. And the, one of the men who made it easy is with us today. He is the executive director of the Collegiate Players Tour, joining us from out in the Dallas Metroplex area, Mr. Barry Rodenhaver. Barry, thanks so much for joining us. It's great to have you. Tom, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm glad to be on. Oh, it's it's great having you here. It's been long overdue. You've been doing this now almost 20 years with CPT. Talk a little bit about, first, Barry, your background and, and what you did before this and, and how you got to where you are right now. Well, Tom, I'm, uh, I've been a, I was a college golf coach for 28 years. Uh, to go back before that, I was a Penn State graduate and was a baseball player in college, and uh, when I went to get my master's degree, uh, somehow I got tied up with a golf team at the University of Maryland, and uh, next thing you know, I was uh, asked to be the assistant golf coach at Maryland, and I took the job when I came out of graduate school, and uh, for the next 28 years, I either was at Maryland or Odessa Junior College or at SMU, which was my final stay, and uh, it was 28 years of uh, coaching college golfers and as i tell everybody i don't think i've ever had a job because i think it was fun and uh, i enjoyed the kids and then in 1994 um someone presented the idea to me to start a summer college uh golf tour um and, and the word tour is a little misleading but we do do uh college events all over the country in the summertime and uh so I left SMU in 94 and started the Collegiate Players Tour, and uh, this will be the start of the 19th year uh, this summer, starting June 4th in Houston, Texas. You know, for junior golf, before college golf, that now there are so many options. When I was growing up, we, we had like a little circuit of tournaments we played, but then that, now they have the AJGA. And, uh, but for a guy in college, it's kind, of a, it's, it's kind of a one or the other, right? You either go play some big tournaments. This is before a collegiate players tour. Or you just worked on your game your own, right? I mean, that's kind of the only options you had. Well, you know, Tom, it's not much different today. There are the elite players. I call them the one percenters, the kids that are going to be Walker Cup caliber or PGA Tour players of the future, those one percenters uh, of college golfers, they're the ones that get the invites to all the famous national amateur events uh, that have been around for 50, 60 years, you know, the uh, North-South, the uh, the Western Amateur, the Sunny Hannah, the uh, uh, Southern Amateur. There's so many wonderful 
old uh, amateur events that are out there, but mostly that is invitation only. And so 99% of college golfers, men and women, have always struggled to find quality events in the summer, and that's where the Collegiate Players Tour steps in. Um, not that we attract a great big crowd all the time, but we are providing at a most reasonable cost uh, college competition in the summer, and we're, this year we're doing 11 events, and um, uh, it's, a, it's an opportunity for kids to stay sharp with their game uh, during the summer months. Well, it's such a great niche for that 98, 99%. You just brought back some memories with me. I was a, I was a JUCO player and I was about to go to my next two years over in Louisiana that summer. And a buddy of mine talked me into going up with him and trying to qualify for the Western Amateur up in uh, Benton Harbor and in Niles, mm-hmm. Michigan. I didn't have any, I didn't have any business being up there. I mean, it was, John Cook was one of the fairways and people like that. You know, something like this would have made such more sense for somebody with my ability. Competing against guys I'm, I may see week in and week out during the school year, maybe from other parts of the country, but not against the the elite of the elite in the country, you know? Well, Tom, you have to realize that uh, any any kid, and I say this all the time, any youngster that can shoot around 75 as an average score has the physical ability to go on and play the game for a living. It, it all depends – uh, how they can control their emotions and how hard they work on their their mental uh, part of the game. Uh, you know, over the years, we've had at least nine guys that are out there on the tour right now, the PGA Tour, play with us. I mean, John Rollins, Bo Van Pelt, uh, uh, Ben Curtis, uh, Colt Nost, uh, Hank Keeney, uh, Jimmy Walker, um, DJ Brigman. Some of these kids that are out there playing right now, Scott Piercy's another one. Uh, they were not um, – great players they were good players when they played with us back you know when we started in in 94 through right now but if you you know if you have that internal drive and you compete and that's the only way to get better is by competing uh, you never can tell when one of these kids is going to blossom and and become far better than he even dreamed he could be and uh, you know john rollins was a classic example he was a good player in college but wasn't great and there he is out there making good money, and, and he's won a couple times, and, and it's just because he, he, he liked to compete in the summer, and he got better and better. And so I tell a lot of these 99 percenters, hey, don't give up on the game. The game's not giving up on you. Just don't you give up on the game. And if you want to keep trying, play a little bit and see how it goes. You know, if a kid shoots a 68, Tom, uh, their confidence level jumps up. They think they can do it again, and they probably can. So it's, uh, you know, competition is what we're trying to offer these kids. Yeah, it is a unique game. Mike Dunphy from uh, Player Development from Cleveland drew the best analogy. He says, we're the only sport where you decide when you're tech cleaning your locker out. <laughs> you know, in football, you're going to get cut. In basketball, same thing. But uh, you might blossom a little later, and you brought up a, a great alumni list there. Holy mackerel. And then you mentioned Colt Nost. He was close just a couple weeks ago over at Harbortown. Well, yeah, and uh, uh, Scott Piercy's played good in the last couple of weeks, and uh, Hank Keeney's back on the tour after a back injury, and he's playing good again. And uh, uh, it's always nice to identify with one of these kids that we saw grow up and get better. Well, Barry, tell us a little bit about what's going on with the tour this year. Recent past few years, you've upgraded it. Uh, you guys aren't playing 
little muni dirt tracks or whatever. I noticed the Woodlands is like one of the first ones on there, the Woodlands in, in Houston. Amazing. Talk about the schedule this year. Well, Tom, we're, we open up in, uh, in Houston, as you said, June the 4th at the Woodlands. Uh, we're going to be playing two of their golf courses, which is kind of unique. We're going to play their Panther Trail course and their uh, Gary Player Championship course. Um, and our, our normal stay is, is two and a half days at a golf course. The first day is always a practice round and what we call the College Am, which is a fundraiser. Um, one of the unique things about the Collegiate Players Tour, your audience will really be amazed at, is that uh, in the last 13 years, with State Farm Insurance as a plug, uh, being our title sponsor, we have been able to give $1.95 million to local charities out of these events. And that's an amazing amount of money, but uh, these, these, these fundraisers that we have on Monday uh, cover all of our expenses at every golf course, and then what's left in the pot, so to speak, is what we donate to charity. Well, this year we open in Houston. Uh, the next week we're going to go to Rancho Cucamonga in California, which will be a marvelous event. Um, the week later, we go to Dayton, Ohio. The week following that, we're outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in uh, Telford, Pennsylvania, which is a really nice course, Indian Valley. Uh, then we come to the 4th of July holiday, and then we hit uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, then we're going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, then we're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, then Oklahoma City. San Antonio, Texas, and then in the Dallas-Fort Worth area the first week of August for the final championship uh, uh, event. But these youngsters all over the country, are uh, they know we're coming. Every golly college golf coach in the country knows we're coming. Uh, all the players on their teams are aware of the schedule. It's just a matter of whether the kids want to uh, get a couple of days off from maybe a summer job or can get out of summer school for a day or two if they have to. Uh, but we're there for their uh, competition. And, and certainly the nicest thing about us, Tom, is there's no resumes. It's first come, first serve, and we'll take the first 96 players that, that want to play with us. And it's men and women. And you mentioned to me a few years ago, Barry, you try to make it, because these are college kids, as affordable as you can for them. It's This is not going to break the bank them come playing in your tournament, is it? Well, I am so proud of what we can offer. Tom, for a $100 entry fee, a college golfer can get a practice round and three rounds of competition on a quality golf course. We're going to feed them a dinner. We're going to give them two lunches. We're going to buy their range balls for them, and we're going to put a cart with every group. We play threesome, so we put a cart in every group uh, so that they'll Every kid will ride 12 holes and walk six in competition. And I'm telling you, when you're playing in Atlanta or Baton Rouge or San Antonio in the summertime, even these flat bellies uh, find 36 holes in the sun is a hard day. So we try to keep them safe and put them in a golf cart. But for $100, you can't get that in any place. I don't care where you go. You cannot have that quality for a $100 entry fee. But just the one right out of the chute, the Woodlands. I don't think you can walk through the gate of the Woodlands for $100, can you? No, I think you've got to pay a little initiation to go through. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, uh, you know, it's, it's because of our sponsors that uh, we are so fortunate to be able to um, charge such a little fee for the kids. And, and I like to think that in this economic day and age, 
uh, we are a heck of a buy. I mean, you know, the kids, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't play if they want to play when you can get it for 100 bucks. I mean, it's hard to say no. Do you still have something like a uh, pro-am the day before where your sponsors get to play a little bit, and then that, that's obviously a fundraiser for the event? That, that is it. We call it the College Am. It's our first day there, so June the 4th in Houston, as an example. We'll have uh, 120 adults, mostly uh, some of you know our major sponsors, which are State Farm and Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And I'm, I'm glad I'm getting a plug here. And Service Master, which is a gigantic company. They'll bring 120 adults, uh, all of which pay an entry fee. Uh, and some of our and then, then local sponsors put some money in the pot, and all that money stays in a bank account there in Houston. And uh, you know we we'll have a dinner following for everybody. So there's 140 or 50 people at dinner, and um, the, when the, when the as I say the smoke clears, that money that we've collected that day on that Monday. That'll pay for all the expenses for the two-and-a-half-day stay at the golf course, and then the rest goes to charity. That's awesome. You mentioned something earlier as well. Not just This isn't just collegiate boys, collegiate women as well. That is correct. And, you know, uh, I've had this told to me for many, many years. You know, the girls have less things to play in in the summer than the men do. Um, the college girls uh, certainly do not have as many – uh, accessible golf events in the summer as the kids, as the boys do. So uh, we do have at times a wonderful woman's field. I mean, some of these girls can flat play. And, you know, when I watch them hit it off the first tee and I'm always the starter, I'm embarrassed. I, I, don't, I don't think I'd want to play with them. They hit it so far. Some of these girls have, can knock the fire out of that golf ball. It's wonderful to watch. And with you is almost a 30 years for a college golf coach, that's saying a lot because you've seen them from all, all, all ages and all, uh, all timelines. Well, I have. I've seen a lot of players go through here. And, uh, but, you know, with that new equipment that these kids are playing with, Tom, those, those beautiful the, the balls and those clubs, I mean, these kids all hit it 300 yards, and the girls hit it 275 without even thinking sometimes. So it, it's amazing what these kids can do with a golf ball, and it's uh, – it's a real joy to watch them hit off that first tee. As long as it goes straight, I'm a happy camper for them. Otherwise, it's it's 300 yards in the weeds, but it's still 300 yards. So. Well, Barry, you mentioned earlier probably one of the most important things, first in, first on. I think you said you take 96 players. If somebody's interested in knowing more about the Collegiate Players Tour and when it's coming to someplace near them or wants to get more information or wants, wants to get in one of the tournaments, where should they go? Go to my website, Tom. It's www.collegiantplayers.com, and you'll come right to my homepage, and uh, you can read through the, the, the website itself. And in, and in the upper left-hand corner, if a youngster wants to play, they can register right through the website. Everything is done electronically. There it is, www.collegiantplayerstour.com. If they have any questions, I'm sure they can reach you at your office as well. Sure, call me anytime, 214-369-8301, and um, more than happy to, to you know, direct a youngster to any event and show them how to do it. 
Well, Barry, it's a great service what you're providing to these collegiate kids. It's their, it's, it's kind of like you said. It's, it's not their last hope, but it's it, as long as you have hope and want to keep playing, you've got a great story to tell with some of those players that weren't in that top one percent that have come out of the collegiate players tour and have made it, made it big in life after that. Any final words for our listeners? Yeah, never give up on your game. Play a little bit, and uh, you know, just work at it. You never can tell when that that step is going to come where you're going to go up and and become better than you think you are or as good as you want to be. Uh, I am amazed, always amazed at how these kids get better just by competing. And that's what we're trying to do. Give them a little bit of competition and, and watch them get better. And that's not bad advice for adults either. Well, yeah, get out of the office and go out and hit some balls. <laughs> oh, Barry, it's, all, it's always great talking with you. Best of luck this summer, and let's stay in touch, and we'll do it again. Tom, thanks for your time, and I enjoy being with you. Save here, my friend. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. That was awesome. What a niche that Barry and his team have at the Collegiate Players Tour. Again, if you want more information on the tour, how you can support the tour as a sponsor. Or if you know a college golfer that would like to tee it up in one of his events, again, www.collegiateplayerstour.com. As always, make sure to go to our Golf Better podcast homepage. Click on that Register to Win button. We've still got up there some Nike 20XI golf balls, courtesy of our friends at Nike Golf. This is the future of golf balls, as Cindy Davis, the president of Nike Golf, said when we spoke with her, if you're not playing 20XI, if you're not playing resin, you're playing old technology. So go to our webpage, click on the register to win button, and make sure to put in that information where you'll have a chance to win those 20XI golf balls. Well, thanks again to Barry Rodenhaver from the Collegiate Players Tour for joining us. And again, it's a special week for us. Five years this week. Happy birthday to Golf Better Podcast. Five years and going strong. Thanks again, our listeners. And join us next time when we have another episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone. 